This talk is going to be much less technical than the one just before. Uh, today I'm going to present you uh, a graphical user interface for the framework Radar 2. Just before starting, I'd like to introduce myself. I'm a student at uh, NCMAG Engineering School, and I'm also a member of uh, the GROHAC uh, conference, um, uh, which is held in Grenoble in France. And by the way, we extended our uh, call for paper, so if you think some of what if you think your work is interesting or might interest anyone in in this room or anywhere else uh, feel free to submit something to submit something don't be shy and obviously uh, if I'm here it's also because uh, I'm a radar 2 contributor so uh, before going any further I'm going to introduce the origins of Curter so initially the project was named IATO uh, it was developed by uh, someone who developed um, who developed it uh, by itself during uh, many years, and uh, only after then he decided to open source it. I think it was last year in April, approximately. And um, after that, he um, he began to forget a bit the project, and I felt uh, a bit disappointed because I think uh, having a graphical user interface for the Radar 2 framework is actually very interesting in, um, because there are many, um, many, well, um, just there are, well, okay, I, I'll come to that later. Um, just uh, to, to pr uh, the, the, the motto, the, I mean, the, the goal really of this interface is uh, actually it's not aimed at uh, existing radar to users. I myself prefer using the the CLI, the command line, because I'm much more efficient using scripting or the the the, the CLI application. But uh, it's uh, interesting when you want to learn reverse engineering, or if you're just a newcomer to the radar to land, and uh, and that's pretty much it. Uh, so as I was stating earlier, um, this is some of the reproach some can do to Radar 2. Uh, often people think it's hard to understand the comments, um, mostly because they think it doesn't mean anything, which I think is wrong because some of the time it's, well, I think it's clear and I, never mind. So this is really the purpose of, uh, of this graphical interface. So, um, I, so when I forked the project, I think it's a little bit than a year ago, um, there were old code which had many useless features or unusable features from a reverse engineer uh, point of view. And so we had to refactor that and also the the code while it was a cute, um, cute front end was displaying graph using HTML so from a developer point of view I'm just like what? Why? Why would you do that? Uh, so we um, mainly refactored it um, to have some much prettier code. Uh, so we removed the HTML graphs. And uh, yeah, by the way, I stole the graphs from uh, x64dbg. So thanks to uh, the guys at x64dbg for that. Uh, I'll come back to that later too. And uh, a lot of features were added since uh, the last time. So what the interface look like? So I think uh, the best for me would be to um, to show you, to make a demonstration. All right, so um, <coughs> we'll just um, go through a small crack meet together. 
and uh, that's pretty much it. So I hope you can read. Uh, I think it's good. Uh, we tested it earlier. So this is uh, the main, um, the main, the front end when you start uh, the cutter application. So you can have uh, the choice to analyze or not the binary. Uh, there are different types of analysis. Some are experimental, and uh, some are very experimental. But you can choose uh, each one you want. For instance, I don't like this option, so I'd like to disable it. Uh, then you can uh, load in write mode the binary if you want to patch it and um, decide which arch architecture, the bits, the NDNS extra, if you want to map it uh, somewhere else you can also do that, load a PDB file, load a script file, anything uh, and anything you want. Alright, so we're in. Um, this is the default layout which is a little bit, little big but uh, that's it. This is the interface. Um, so in terms of features, it basically just uh, um, prints uh, basic uh, disassembly stuff and widgets, some like uh, disassembly lines, uh, a graph, a graphical view, an X dump, so we can see that together. For instance, this is the graph view I was talking earlier about. And uh, here, this is, oh, come on, just gonna, well, actually, I think I can make it bigger. Okay, I deleted it. <laughs> My bad. Uh, okay, um, so yeah, that's it. It's uh, the graphical view. So you can see here it's a very standard crack me which has a string compare. And uh, in the case it's print it prints an invalid password, and in the other case it prints okay. So you can uh, have the hex dump of that. Um, pseudocode is a um, work in progress, but this is very pseudocode. Uh, you can have see the entry points, the strings, the program kind uh, of uh, ha has uh, everywhere. The import table, which also prints uh, the unsafe function, so this might be useful if you're uh, analyze, analyzing a program during uh, for if you want to exploit a program, for instance, and looking for vulnerabilities. <coughs> you can also look for symbols. And uh, anything I would say a standard uh, disassembler should offer you. Um, to, to continue, um, well, yes, to continue, uh, so I said this is a crack me. Actually, I'm going to start it just to show you. Alright, so this is a crack me which reads an input on the standard input and uh, prints an uh, invalid password. Okay, just for all the context. Sorry, forgot to bring it back alive. Um, <coughs> so here we are going to look for the password string. So it's pretty fast. You just have to type in uh, here in this box the string you want and double click on it, and then here we are. Now we might want to see um, the cross-references, so we can just right-click on it and show cross-references, and here we see this string is actually used on uh, in the main function here. So again, we double-click on it, and uh, we see the string is loaded in this place, and then uh, it's printing it, okay? So here we are in our main function, and it's doing the print, the scanf, then the string compare, and so on. <coughs> So there are many things you can do. For instance, if you want to patch the program, um, I don't. Th um, you can just right-click here, and um, and uh, come on, where are you? Uh, edit, 
and uh, so you can edit the whole instruction. So for instance, uh, modify the modify this instruction if you want to nope it or whatever. But you can also just reverse the jump. And uh, in this case, next time, uh, I don't know if IOCache is enabled. No, it's not. So it's not. Anyway, uh, so the next time, if you open it in write mode, it just updates. Uh, it just updates uh, in real time. And so uh, the next time you will just launch the program, it will go to the OK string, whatever input you you type in. Um, you can also rename uh, function arguments, so like this one, the local for h, if I want to rename it, you can just right click and say, uh, for instance, uh, this is likely going to be my input, so I can just write input and then it's going to prop propagate through this function. <coughs> um, so this is interesting, well actually it's anything a standard, I, as I said earlier, a standard uh, disassembler would offer you um, now, when it comes to more complex features like scripting, what we offer is a Jupyter Notebook interface. So we we did this because it was simple and fast to do. But it's uh, we are planning on, we are planning to add uh, some other things later. But what you can do is just uh, create a new Jupyter Notebook and uh, use uh, the Gitter API. <coughs> so with this, you can just, uh, for example, uh, use a command use a call a radar to comment directly for example this command which is a uh, hello pts and uh, if i all right uh so this is funny but not very useful so we want we might want to i don't know if you want to script uh, anything with this so uh something which i didn't specify but the the radar to talk uh, showed it earlier. You can use uh, everything in Radar can be output as JSON, so you can easily uh, have any comments. So, for instance, I, I want to print disassembly as a JSON object. I can do that too. And here I've got my array with all the uh, with all the dictionaries, Python dictionaries, um, representing my instruction and my current seek. So, with this interface, um, you can script. Uh, I don't know if you've got a packer and you want to automate the unpacking process. Uh, it's very easy to do it through this interface. Um, so yeah, just to show you, we can. I think I can take uh, the instruction type. Um, I mean, just to show that I'm not lying to you. Yes. Oh, come on, four. All right. So here I just asked. To print all the types of each of the each of the ten instruction at my current offset, so move, move, call, and uh, this is basically it: move, move, call. So that's it. So with this, it's very easy to to process uh, packers and packers, uh, automate uh, any routine you want to, anything you want to do. All right. Um, so that was the demo. Now for the internal structure. Um, almost everything is a QDoc widget. So if you're familiar with Qt development, uh, having a QDoc widget, as I saw earlier, it's just those kind of boxes which can be moved anywhere you want, and you can also you can uh, move it outside, like this, move it to another desktop. And this is not even in my Kutter application, but it's very useful if you have multiple screens or stuff like that. 
And so yeah, it can be moved around, docked, can be windowed, and so it's very flexible. And uh, everything uses uh, radar to JSON output. So everything that you see in the interface is mostly uh, comes from the radar to comments that yields output uh, JSON output from that. Um, because the comments the comments from radar to are more stable than the current API, and JSON is easy to parse. Um, we have projects. So um, <coughs> one I like to do is to move the reverse widget to an external library. So um, this means, uh, as I said earlier, I stole the graph view from x64dbg. I moved it into Cutter. And then I decided to do improvements, so I did that. But then the x64dbg guy came to me and said, oh yeah, you made cool improvements. I want to have it back. So he did it. but became more and more hard because we did some refactoring that he hadn't done and so also I had a request from people who liked the graph and wanted to print just disassembly in a graph but in a, like a core graph or whatever and um, couldn't do it because they didn't have any library so I so I think uh, moving our um, drawing lib uh, drawing uh, widgets to an external library and uh, open source it would be very, um, very interesting for the reverse engineering community. <coughs> uh, something also uh, we'd like to do is the collaborative platform, but this is a project that needs uh, uh, stuff to do on Radar2, so we have to wait that Radar2 does it first, and then we might consider adding this to, to the interface. Now there are projects that are work in progress, like for instance Python plugins. So what I showed you is a, a little bit of a hack, like you just load a Python note, uh, Jupyter notebook into the interface, and this will, uh, well, this allows you to script stuff, as said, but it's not a plugin itself. Uh, by plugin, I mean some Python script that uh, would add custom widgets uh, to your interface. <coughs> uh, with that, we also want to add a plugin manager. So, if you want to download a new architecture from the R2 R2 package manager, um, because mo many ar architectures are not uh, by default in Radar2, and you have to um, to download it first. So, this would be interesting to have uh, that kind of plugin manager directly in the interface, and a more asynchronous task because uh, currently some some widgets are still running in front task, and if some of them some of them are hanging. Uh, it might freeze the interface for a few seconds, but this is work in progress. We're improving uh, daily on this. And debugger support. <coughs> and talking about debugger support, uh, we have the chance to have a student to work on this specific task for the whole summer. For the whole summer. Uh, so it's Philippe Casal, and he's working on the debugging platform for Cutter. So um, I'm just going to show you a quick demonstration because I have it there. <coughs> All right, here we go. So um, this is um, actually available in the debug branch uh, on our GitHub, but it's not merged on master because it's not stable yet. But you're able to start uh, debugging a program and you can uh, continue until the main function. So here we are in a, our main function. This is different CrackMe. This one does a ptrace and then um, and then uh, hashes our uh, input on the standard on the 
argument, uh, one of our first arguments. So just quickly, we can uh, step over the program like this. So here I'm going to step, step over ptrace. So obviously, since I'm debugging the program ptrace return minus 1, which is uh, OXFFF, so I can just patch the result to 0. And then uh, I will just continue so the test fails. And I can uh, continue and don't go in this, which is a string. Uh, don't use a debugger, OK? So uh, this time it's good, but uh, I failed because uh, I didn't have a, I didn't feed him any arguments. So we can uh, access the preferences, which give me the opportunity to show you the preferences window. Um, you you have different uh, cute themes like the dark one. Uh, you can use different color themes, so this is pretty standard. And uh, there are many many options. Uh, actually, radar two has uh, I don't remember, but a lot a lot. Uh, hundreds of uh, options, and uh, in Cutter we only offer a few, like there's a few dozens. Uh, so yeah, Cutter is not finished, but already allows many things. So I'm gonna put some input, confirm, okay. Gonna start the process, start the process, continue until main. Oh, oh no, come on, it failed. Ah, sorry. This is demo effect. I have to restart the binary, but I'm not going to do that because I think I don't have much time. All right. So it's still work in progress, and it's going to be there. I think it's September. Well, when the GSOC when the GSOC will be over. So there are two months remaining. So it's still work in progress, but this will be here, and uh, I think you you will be able to use Cutter as a uh, debugger. So how to get Cutter releases are published on GitHub, so you can directly use this link to access our, our, our binaries. You just have to download and execute it. No, nothing else. Very easy. Uh, contribu contributions guidelines are available in the repository, so if anyone is interested in contributing, in contributing, sorry, um, you can come to, you can come read the guidelines and just make a pull request. Uh, there is no complete documentation, documentation because the software uh, moves quite fast again. And feel free to ask help on our on our uh, IRC or Telegram channel. So, can you use it actually? <coughs> Some people already use it in their daily job, and the actually my the best example that comes to my mind is uh, Megabits. Uh, he is a um, a guy who does a uh, malware malware reverse engineering, and he wrote uh, some good tutorials on how to use Cutter, especially the Python interface, on how to to unpack some uh, malware or or stuff like that. <coughs> so uh, Cutter, I think the Cutter project itself doesn't have a year yet, but uh, there were a lot of improvements. There's also a lot of remaining work, and. Um, it's actually used in real world uh, reverse engineering, and uh, I think it can compete with uh, some software that uh, are not open source. And uh, I think it's very interesting to have uh, this open open source uh, alternative. So thank you for all listening, and if you have any question, feel free to ask. Yeah. I'm pretty impressed by what you did. It's well done. Um, just one question. Um, a lot of people are using IDA Pro and IDA. 
And usually we end up with a lot of frustration regarding the user interface because they are bound to their model of thinking. And I was just wondering on Qtr site, how do you design or how do you at least choose a specific user interface uh, topology, I would say, based on existing users? Did you review some already, I would say, bad practices from IDA to include, uh, not include them in Qtr and make it better? Yeah, so actually we, exactly, yes, we do that uh, for each widget. We have a spot line. If you don't respect it, we reject your peer pull request. No, it's a joke. No, actually it's very, um, it's very uh, intuitive. Uh, as myself, uh, I use it for reverse engineering. So when I think uh, a widget needs a, well, obviously, obviously I'm very um, biased because I used IDA a lot. So when it, when, uh, when, uh, ah, sorry, but it's the truth. <laughs> um, I mean, um, yeah, I, I'm mostly inspired by, I, by IDA, but uh, for the rest, it's either dependent on the way uh, Radar2 Radar offers uh, the, uh, the, the data or uh, just uh, intuition. Uh, there's no... Okay. Just, just wondering, because the thing is, we are using quite a lot of IDA and, and we, we have a lot of frustration right now and I'm pretty sure if we get a go more into cutter, I would say I think it would be a good move. Uh, seeing the debuggers is, I think, a great move because a lot of people are using the debugging mode in IDA too. Um, so I think it's the right way. So maybe we should contribute on some pull requests regarding uh, user interface maybe. Okay, Please do. thank you. Thanks. Another question? Yeah. Uh, fun story, the x64dbg guy stole the uh, graph code from a size Radar 2 project in the first place. Okay, yeah. thank you. And uh, I have a real question actually. Uh, can I use a cutter on a remote target? Because I know that you can do that with Radar, like running Radar on your smartwatch and then using an interface on your laptop. Uh, so yeah, there, there's an issue about that. Um, it's not uh, straightforward for the user yet. It's not implemented in the user interface. But if you type the correct uh, protocol for the RAID R2 IO plugin, it will just work. Amazing, thanks. Another one, the last one. No? Thank you very much. Thanks. So it was uh, our last.